lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show here, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He is Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre. You are you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. Uh, of course, you can do so by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. And instead of those places, why not go where they don't try to censor us over to me, we parlor and gab. Look for Steve Dace there and at Steve Day Show on Getter, G-E-T-T-R. You can also head over to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. That's where they don't censor us either at rumble.com slash Steve Day Show and get clips of the show that are free to watch and free of censorship. Speaking of Rumble, uh, my buddy Dan Bongino, who is one of the mucky mucks over there, I will be on his radio program uh, right after our show today. So if you are a Bongino listener, uh, I'll be on there right about uh, 2.05, 2.03, somewhere in there, Eastern time, right after we're done here today on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Of course, um, I'm guessing what I'm wearing today has your attention. And if you would like glasses like these... I mean, these are world-class glasses, uh, handcrafted German Rodenstock frames uh, that are new, newly available just within the last uh, year or so here in the U.S. for all kinds of prescriptions, not just the basic ones, but even the the problematic ones like like mine. I'm a little far and a little near when it comes to why I have to wear these. And now if you've got a, 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 you know, a bifocal, a progressive lens, a, a problematic prescription, you don't necessarily have to be stuck with the dorky frames anymore. You can get handcrafted German eyewear, Rodenstock eye frames some of the best in the world right now when you go to our friends over at better spectacles they are offering you offering you teleoptical appointments with uh, some of the best opticians in the country and to get you started 61 percent off their go spec lenses plus free free handcrafted rodenstock frames that's what i'm wearing right now i know it got your attention right at the beginning of the show uh visit betterspectacles.com slash steve uh, and go now for the big discount, 61% off at betterspectacles.com slash Steve. Oh, I might be wearing something else today that got your attention. And I, I just felt after the news of more uh, oppression and cultural appropriation this morning, I really just felt that, that somebody needed to be the white savior. I'm sorry, um, uh, somebody needed to stand up here and recognize that once again, recognition of indigenous peoples has been forsaken in order to glorify this country's history with Eurocentric white imperialism. The team formerly known as the Washington Redskins has officially announced that its new name is the Washington Commanders. As if that is some kind of an upgrade. First of all, they maintained their attachment to the legacy of Washington. A slave owner who himself once fought in the French and Indian War. An oppressor, 
So they maintained their attachment to that stained legacy. And then they turned around and forsook recognition of indigenous and oppressed peoples here on this continent. In order to come up with a name, indigenous peoples do not refer to themselves in any capacity as commanders. That is a term that is a direct trope of white Eurocentric imperialism. It is a bromide of colonizers. Only colonizers have such terms. The Incas, the Aztecs, the Mayans, those who who were in these lands called the New World before the white Eurocentric colonizers arrived. They, they within their hierarchy structures, their egalitarian structures of utopian equality, they would never use a term like commander. And I don't want to make the whole show about this. We have other things to talk about here today, of course. But I just felt before we got to any of that, there just needed to be some recognition once more of this country's heinous and tarnished legacy of racism. And with that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by an update on the truckers. In Alberta, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police are moving in to arrest truckers, blockading a border crossing between Canada and the United States. The truckers aren't budging. Headline from the Toronto Sun, health officials are hinting at ending COVID restrictions. And not because of the truckers. Checking in on Pope Francis, who said in a speech recently that spreading COVID, quote-unquote, disinformation on vaccines is a violation of human rights. In the same speech, he praised fact-checking and urged a return to truth. In completely unrelated news, checking in on Western Australia. West Australian parents who are unvaccinated will be banned from seeing their own sick children in the state's hospitals. Under the new strict laws drawn up by Premier Mark McGowan, the tough new rules will come into play from January 31. Only those with exemptions from the vaccine or under compassionate grounds, including end-of-life visits, will be allowed to step inside the hospitals, which includes visiting their own kids. So it becomes the ultimate test, doesn't it? The ability to go and see your loved one if you're unvaccinated may well be taken away from you. It's a tough decision, isn't it? What would a parent do? Confronted by that, would it make you change your philosophy? Maybe it would. I'm all for this. I mean, this is not about the rights of parents. This is about the rights of the sick kids. I think this is what the government needs to do at this point to really shock and challenge people into, as Basil's saying, change their philosophy. CDC tweets the anti-parasitic drug ivermectin is not authorized or approved by FDA for treating or preventing COVID-19. Large doses can cause symptoms like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and seizures. Protect yourself from COVID-19 by staying up to date on your vaccines. Senator Rand Paul, Congressman Thomas Massey, and other politicians dined at the Big Board Burger Joint in Washington, D.C. with their staffers yesterday evening right after they had heard the D.C. Health Department attempted to shut the place down because they openly refused to enforce mask and vaccine mandates in the city. Meanwhile, Mitch McConnell had this to say about the January 6th political prisoners. My view is I would not be in favor of shortening any of the sentences 
for any of the people who pleaded guilty to crimes. Donald Trump was asked about the matter recently on Newsmax. You talked about the potential, if it's appropriate, of pardoning some of the January 6ers. Yeah. Lindsey Graham said a couple days later he thinks that's inappropriate. What do you think? Well, Lindsey Graham's wrong. I mean, Lindsey's a nice guy, but he's a rhino. The New York Times is investigating Hunter Biden's business relationships now because it's not an election year. This time in Romania, the Times filed a lawsuit against the State Department earlier this week requesting FOIA emails from the embassy officials there. ABC News has suspended Whoopi Goldberg from The View for two weeks after her recent comments regarding the Holocaust. The Washington Redskins NFL team has changed its name to the much more politically correct Washington Commanders, an ode to the white guys of yesteryear who conquered said Indians. A professor of ethics and philosophy at New York's Fredonia State University named Stephen Kirshner is going all the way. Imagine that an adult male uh, wants to have sex with a 12-year-old girl. Imagine that she's a willing participant. A, a very standard, very widely held view that there's something deeply wrong about this, and it's wrong independent of it being criminalized. It's not obvious to me that it is, in fact, wrong. I think this is a mistake. Even if you are looking for a threshold, let's say there's a threshold. I'm, I'm making this number up, but let's say it's at age eight. Um, still, that tells you that some adult child sex is permissible. Second, the notion that it's wrong even with a one-year-old it's not quite obvious to me. There are reports in some cultures of grandmothers filleting their, uh, the baby boys to calm them down when, when a colicky. Now, I don't know if this is true, but this, this is sort of widely reported as occurring in, in, in at least one culture. And it, it working, that the grandmothers believe, believe this actually works. If this were to be true, and again, I don't know it to be true. If it were to be true, it's hard to see what would be wrong with it. So, yeah, I, I guess I think, no, I, I don't think there's a blanket period beyond which this is permissible. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is the gay and lesbian community merely want the tax benefits and visitation rights enjoyed by those with traditional marriages. And finally, does it woke? We head to Ottawa, Ontario, where this guy is having a bad night. First of all, this video depicts a very, very cold scene, as we see from the steam rising from this guy's mouth and from the vehicle exhaust and the icy streets. So this is automatically five points for illustrating the harmful effects of global warming. Next, and unfortunately, we see the man in the video castigating the peaceful protesters, you might even call them migrants, or huddled masses from another land who have gathered in his city seeking relief from their own country's heinous laws. Unfortunately, as you can hear, the man says, get out of my bleeping city, which is not very welcoming or inclusive, so that's minus 10 points. Next, we hear the man say this. Yes, the man says he lost his mind because he hasn't slept for five bleeping days, as if losing your mind and falling into mental illness is a bad thing. That's another minus five points for ableist sentiment. The man continues to castigate the peaceful protesting migrants by saying, it has to stop. The honking will continue until freedom improves. Simple as that. Simple as that. Again, he's criticizing these freedom-loving migrants from another land for seizing the means of protection and uniting as workers of the world against the man. That's another minus 10 points for a lack of Marxist sentiment. So unfortunately, this video is the first video with negative score. It's not woke at all at minus 20 points. And that's what happened while we were away. Oh, I've missed that. <laughs>
That is brilliantly done. Well done, brother. All right, Aaron's Montage, brought to you by our friends over at Bonner Private Wine. And Todd, how many of these bottles have you drank now? Lost count. So, isn't it interesting? All right. I'm overdosing on protein bars. And I still have a pot belly. You have lost count of how many bottles of wine from Bonner Private Wine you have drank. And you may be the most sane and lucid one here. I believe in the science, as do you, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, indeed. Uh, Bonner, the wines are good. Uh, They are good. But I mean... um, Time and time. And time again. You are you are the control group on the, on the on the wine as I am for Bill Parr, right? I am. Yes. Whenever we get a new shipment in, Todd's like, I got that. I got that. All right. Uh and of course we 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 don't tolerate the lie anymore. It's because we're doing Latin mass and real communion over here. Uh, we 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 fell for that for like six months, Aaron. We thought, oh, okay, I mean we're not Catholic, maybe that's what's going on here. But then we thought, how much communion y'all doing over there at the Arizona household? Did you keep taking these bottles of wine? I mean, you guys are doing that. I mean, I know you guys have a whole different meaning now, Eucharist thing, but you guys are doing this like hourly at the Arizona household at the rate you're taking wines a bottle out of this office. I'm Sharia Catholic. Sharia Catholic. <laughs> nice. Well, Todd can personally attest to his fanatical love of these uh, red wines from uh, deep in the Andes Mountains, 9,000 feet, some of the best small bit grapes in the world. And they aren't loaded with fillers or chemicals or sugars. They do taste great. And right now, you can get these rare imported wines at half the retail price, half the retail price, and 50% off of shipping as well. So half off the retail, half off the shipping. Uh, when you go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve, B-O-N-N-E-R, for bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. Coming up on the show here today, uh, it is a Wednesday. We'll be joined by the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, later in the program. We'll play buy, seller, hold, beginning here at the bottom of the hour. In overtime today, we, are, we have come not to bury the Bulgarians, but to praise them. There is, well, Bulgaria. I mean, it, I didn't get, when I started this business, I didn't think I'd spend two years um, slurping all over uh, the socialist democracy, secular utopia of Sweden, but here we are. Nor did I think, you know what? I really need to find out what's going on in Bulgaria today to get clarity on what's important in the world. But here we are. Bulgaria is, and it's not even close, the least jabbed country in the European Union. They have handed out only 59 doses of jab for every 100 citizens in Bulgaria. To put that, put that in perspective, Romania is the second least jabbed country in the EU, and it's handed out 89. Okay? So, I mean, this isn't even close. It's just, it's not even close. Bulgaria is the least jabbed country in the EU. In the overtime today, we will look at their epidemiological curve. As it relates to the rest of the EU, what do you think we'll find? Come on. Well, you know, but you're going to want to see it for yourself again, again, uh, later today when we record it after today's show, and then we will upload it for Blaze TV subscribers right there on the website at blazetv.com slash 
weekdays. And if you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber and you want to learn again, which you already knew, uh, you can also subscribe today uh, at blazetv.com slash days for a discounted rate at blazetv.com slash days. Let's get to what is in the montage. And first of all, the ultimate proof that self-awareness is dead is a pope coming out in favor of censorship and truth suppression because he's apparently never read a history book. Now, I would love, man, I would love to get really uppity about this. Because when you and I have discussed the whole, why am I a Protestant? We have had these conversations now for going on 20 years, right? We've had them sometimes on the air. Sure. My biggest issue is ecclesiastical authority. I I frankly don't trust the leadership structure of your church. Now, don't take offense. I don't trust the leadership structure of any church. I don't. And that's why I'm a Sola Scriptura guy. I trust that. Okay. I trust that. I don't, I I trust the Bible. I I don't trust it, frankly, in the hands of a lot of people. Okay. Um, Because I have read a history book. And so before I would like to say, exhibit one. And leave me alone, Todd. I will share your wine, but leave the rest of it. You know what? Um, Drop the Eucharist, leave the wine. Kind of like, you know, drop the gun, leave the cannoli, right? Okay. I would love to choose this moment with the current woke Pope, again, fulfilling the caricature of the papacy in the Left Behind books for at least the 14th time that I can recall recently. But I first thing I read when I woke up this morning uh, was a piece from Megan Basham over at the Daily Wire, pointing out that several of the highest and most profile members of quote unquote evangelical leadership are either complete simp, useful idiots for the spirit of the age or soldiers for it. Right. So here's here's the bottom line of all of this. The number one reason we're here in the West is that the church has failed the West. Collectively, on an institutional level, the church has failed the West. And on a multitude of issues, too. I mean, when it's, you say it's, we're here. It's, it's systemic. It's, yeah. it's comprehensive. The, the church has held, and really it comes down to the fact that the church hasn't held the epistemological line in the end. It, it, there, it's not a plumb line. It, 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 it's not a place where, on an institutional level, the, the cultures of the West can go to and say, play referee here. What's true about this? Is this legit? It hasn't held the epistemological line on anything. Pope Francis sounds like one of these fake checkers at that fake book. We've got people that work over at the Billy Graham Association running cover for Francis Collins, who ought to be facing a hanging judge right about now over at a Nuremberg-style tribunal. So, I mean, the church, sadly, on an instant, that's, shameless plug, that's why I wrote this. Because it wasn't, and this is my best attempt, man. I'm not, an, I'm not a prophet. I'm not an apostle. I don't have some specific anointing. I'm just a kid named Steve born to a 15-year-old mom who is really, really flawed but loves Jesus and has uh, studied a lot, okay? And so I'm not saying it's a great attempt, But I just felt obligated that I should at least, if I'm going to sit here and point out how the leadership structures that we are supposed to rely on, we no longer can, then I should try constructively to come up with some form of a 
of a of a supplemental alternative hermeneutic for epistemological and cultural engagement. And that's what that book is right there. Do what you believe or you won't be free to believe it much longer. It should not be left to someone as um, temptable as me to do such righteous work. But unfortunately, the people that were given, uh, a lot of the people that were given those specific anointings and callings either just didn't show up for the fight man or they're running cover for the darkness right now. So here we are. An example of what I'm talking about. In any previous era of Western civilization, if someone had come forward and publicly said, with that dude in that video was talking about, about sex with kids and normalizing it academically, I'm just going to tell you right now, he'd have gone missing. And not a jury in the land would have convicted whoever was responsible for it. In fact, either no one would have said, wrecked him, barely knew him. I don't know. Never heard of that guy. Don't know. I couldn't tell you what happened to him. Or if they would have found who did it, they probably would have gotten elected sheriff or mayor. You take a guy like that and you're like, you know, I think we should have further conversations about this out here in open water, if you know what I'm saying. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what every previous era of Western civilization would have done, which is why such talk, when it was first tried by Kinsey in the 40s and 50s, people were aghast. They were shocked at it. Now it's just open dialogue because we have as much evil as we are willing to tolerate. Which brings me to the final thing I want to talk about here. Trump's comments on Lindsey Graham. Now, if we're being honest, Trump would not be the first man to regret getting too close to Lindsey Graham. But that's not important now. Trump calling him out as a rhino. I laughed out loud when I saw that clip in Aaron's montage. He's right, but this has been true all along. I mean, go back to the Kavanaugh hearings. Do you remember the shows where I warned people, don't follow for Lindsey Graham's rant? This isn't Lindsey Graham 2.0. It's the same guy. It's, it's, it's the guy Rush nicknamed Gramnesty. John McCain's pet. He was livid that they did this to one of theirs. They're only supposed to do this to the judges we like. Like Bork. Or Coney Barrett. We don't necessarily like as much now, but we didn't know that at the time, right? They're only supposed to do that to judges like that. That's kind of the the unibrow rules of engagement. When we nominate a complete corporatist whore shill who worships at the altar of fake pagan starry decisis, you don't do that to one of ours because he's really one of yours, if you know what I'm saying, G. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they did that. They, they, They crossed the line there. That's what he was incensed about it. Do you remember we did all these shows at that time? Yes. And then we, but then we watched every night after his rant on Kavanaugh, we watched Sean Hannity give Lindsey Graham 
a segment to get to the bottom of nothing except swiping right on his grinder account. So now Trump has outed him as a rhino as if this is shocking revelation. Here's the thing, though. Lindsey's actually to the right. Oh, he's a rhino. He's actually, though, to the right on several issues from Elise Stefanik, who Trump elevated to, what, the number two, number three position or something like that in the Republican caucus right now in the House. So I think we have to recognize, and it's not all bad, by the way, it's just not all good, but we have to recognize that the term rhino in the Trump era has been retconned. For those of you that are in our age group or older, so if you're in the Gen X or Boomer generation, the term rhino meant Republican in name only from an ideological perspective, right? That's a person that really is a Democrat and it doesn't, doesn't agree with us on any issues that would make us identify as Republicans at any given time or vote that way, okay? That's the term's original meaning. That is not what it means anymore. Because Lindsey Graham is a rhino under the old definition, the traditional one, the original one. He's also, though, to the right of Elise Stefanik on several things. Okay. All right. So why isn't Elise Stefanik a rhino? Because rhino doesn't mean that anymore. Now someone is a rhino if they don't affirm all of Trump's predilections. That's what rhino means. Now, that's not, an in, that's not totally a loss. Because not all the time, and at least Stefanik is proof of this, right? But most of the time, if we lined up the people, you know, for every Mark Sanford, who was actually one of the most conservative members of Congress who just hated Trump, right? Most of the people that hate Trump, though, aren't what Mark Sanford was, right? There's, and there's a few, but, but most of the people in the, in, 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 within the Republican Party who hate Trump, have shown themselves over the last few years to be rhinos under the original definition. Yes. Okay? Right. So, most of the time, it won't bother us that the word is swinging that way. Because most of the people that he would label with it or take on and try to take out with that label because they're disloyal to him, they're also, before they were disloyal to him, they were disloyal to us. Right? Yes. Okay. But, you just need to know, though, that that term has now been retconned. It doesn't mean what it used to mean. And so, therefore, Elise Stefanik, Kevin McCarthy, they're not rhinos now. Because they do Trump's bidding. Or apparently, some Trump still thinks McCarthy does. But that's what the term now means. Most of the time, it's a distinction without a difference. But there are going to be times, like elevating Elise Stefanik into power within the GOP, you know, who doesn't know what a gender is, um, that those distinctions will have to be known. Here's what that means for all of you within the sound of my voice right now. It means you got to keep your boy in line. Because he is afraid of you. I mean, I was 10 feet from the man when I heard him say, I've never asked God for forgiveness because I've never done anything wrong. You can clearly see his behavior gets modified or altered when he thinks he's done wrong by you and you let him know it, right? Like this last, the last couple of rallies he's done, dude went from Pfizer sales rep 
to couldn't spell the word jab. And man, these mandates are the most un-American thing I've ever seen. Right? Okay. So as long as y'all hold your boy in line, don't grovel, don't genuflect. You discipline your boy and, and he is your boy. He's your boy. You own him. Don't let anybody tell you any different. As long as you discipline your boy, most of the time it won't really matter that rhino now means not disloyal to Trump or not affirming of Trump as opposed to um, a lefty in, in, with an R after their name. It won't make much of a difference. But if you don't hold your boy in line, I mean, a month ago, a lot of people in this audience who voted for Trump under this definition but pushed back on the jab mandates and the jab itself, you were 10 minutes away from being rhinos, right? I mean, wasn't he telling you, don't fulfill the Democrat talking points don't by, or by booing the jabs? We're saving a lot, right? Wasn't he saying that? Yes. So you got to keep your boy in line, okay? Keep him in line. And he and cool. This will this will actually help us in most cases. But if you don't keep him in line, you're ten minutes away from being a rhino. Buy, hold. Buy seller hold is next. And I remain your official food taster when it comes to Bilt Bars and just tried one again, one of the original flavors, coconut almond from the original variety box. And it is still as good as it was when I originally tried it. I enjoy enjoy the specialty flavors so much though that it kind of, I feel every now and then I got to set those aside and kick it old school. You know, go back to the vintage flavors that originally sold me in the original variety box. Coconut almond is one of them. One of them. If you love Mounds Joy bars, it tastes exactly like that. And all of the protein bars uh, at Built Bar are phenomenal. Not loaded with sugar, not loaded with calories, not loaded with carbs, but packed with real chocolate, real flavor, and protein. So if you want to try the greatest protein bar of all time, or you want to go back again for seconds, thirds, or in my case... 33rds. Uh, you can do so when you go to built.com, B U I L T for built bar. Built.com is where you go. And if you use the promo code DACE, my last name, 15% off, 15% off promo code DACE at built.com. Before we get to buy, seller, hold, I want to get you guys' take on what I just said about how I think yesterday, with what Trump did to Lindsey Graham, I, I think we have retconned the definition now in real time of what rhino means compared to what it used to mean. A, do you agree with that? And then B, if you do, then do you agree with my assessment of therefore what that means? I do agree with A. B, I'm not sure until I answer your question with a question. Okay. Is to me biological extension of this then it, it whether Donald Trump runs or not, period, should be up to that group. But is that so? No. Yeah. Uh, I'm, no. I'm stuck there too. Yeah, I mean, no. Because you're where this is. 
paradoxical. He he absolutely is malleable, shapeable. But if that's true for the good of this country, the people should like do everything they can to convince him to stay. If things are the way they are today, convince him to stand down and go with DeSantis, right? I mean, we've seen polling that was months old that indicates that there is some level of appetite for that. But I so let me let me play devil's advocate here on that for that for this for this a second though because it goes back to the you're the, playing devil's advocate on a devil's advocate yes so. uh, it goes back to the show we did last year one of the evergreens when when Aaron was on mater- paternity and we laid out yeah you know the the pros and cons of Trump running again yeah. right and using a piece from the late great Angelo Code Villa in order to have that conversation and we all came into that conversation with a bias towards we really really don't want to deal with the guy running again, okay? Because of all the downside that goes along with the upside that you would get yeah. from him, right? But when we got to the end of that two hours and we started work, because we spent those two hours working that equation out in real time, and we got to the end, we all then had to look at each other, though, and admit, did we not? You know what? Despite our bias and our preference, when you do the math here, it's not as cut and dried as probably we wanted it to be at the right. start of the show, Right. Case in point, we love what Rand Paul has done in standing up to Fauci and, and COVID stand over the last year and a half, right? Oh, yeah. He could have done this to Lindsey Graham all this time. He didn't. In fact, one of the first things that Rand did when he got elected to the Senate was then cut a deal with Mitch McConnell uh, to endorse him in his Senate primary against Matt Bevan, who was the Tea Party candidate at the time. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I, and I could bring out other examples. Okay. People could do, I mean, the fiery speech that he gave about mandates the other night, which is just a month after he was, all right, pimping the very source of the mandates, the jab itself as a magical elixir, right? He's not been in the spotlight a lot over the last year and a half. He's had to contrive instances for him to get coverage because he's not on Twitter. He's not on these, you know, he's not on Facebook. There are lots of other Republicans that do have access to those platforms and and direct access to Trump's base. They could have given those fiery speeches, right? Mm -hmm. They could have done that. I mean, there's plenty of room to Trump's right still on COVID stuff. I mean, I don't see a bunch of senators. I don't see a bunch of people that are looking to run for president in the future that whose names are bandied about calling up Ron Johnson or saying, hey, man. I, you know, I want to be, I want to appear at your next, you know, your, your next panel on, you know, the, the underbelly of, co- you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there are people that we think come with less baggage that could take space that shows like ours has proven with its success. The audience wants to see their representatives claim and consume, right? Mm-hmm. I, you see a bunch of people in a hurry to do that? So even though the, Trump has left a lot of space to his right on COVID stuff, there is not a long list of people that are running to claim that space, which gives him a lot of margin for error when he hears from his base to then kind of double back and do they need give, to, him, give him what they wanted to hear. Do right? there need to be a lot of them if there's one like DeSantis? Well, but he's right now he's that's largely a media creation. 
Okay. Right now he's got to win re-election in his yeah. own state. Okay. So, but that's a potential one. But he's he's got to face some questions too about at what point do you now show the same bravery? I mean, Daniel's bringing this up and Daniel's been friends with Ron DeSantis for a heck of a long time. And I hear Daniel Santa's podcast. I mean, at what point does Florida have to now start taking the lead on mainstreaming these early treatments that everybody keeps wanting to ban, right? Okay. So that's the, I can promise you, this is what makes it hard to beat Trump is he's totally fine pivoting to the position that his audience wants, no matter what position he previously took or what he previously said. And and it's not that his audience is unaware. This is what I got wrong with the Cruz campaign. Is I thought his audience, the majority of them were just a cult that didn't understand that he was doing this. There was, there was some of that, but what I've noticed the last few years watching it closer is that really it's just, yeah, man, he's a, he's a goofy bastard, but that's our goofy bastard. Yeah, he's a gaslighter, absolutely, but he gaslights in my direction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of other people that might be pure and more principled, but when the shooting starts, I don't trust them to hold their line. You know what I'm saying? At least I think this guy I can get, I can manipulate into doing my bidding. So here we are. Aaron, you want to comment on this before we move on? Just briefly, this is, <clears throat> so I'm a millennial, you know, I, I, I should be the person that, um, and sometimes I am the 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 stereotype of the person that just it, Trump is anathema to me, and sometimes he is. And uh, but this is this conversation is what simultaneously makes Trump so mind-numbingly frustrating and exciting all at the same time. Frustrating because after he gets done listening to me and saying the things that I want to hear. And then sometimes even acting on those things as well when he had power, he'll go right back to listening to and acting on things that Javanka wants until he listens to me again. Because the, the mental math that I do in my, my mind, and I think you just articulated that to some degree with uh, his early supporters and his hardcore supporters, is that they're doing the thing like, you know what, uh, I could vote for somebody, I could support somebody who uh, intellectually you know, agrees with me, but doesn't really go there sometimes or doesn't really do things. And I'm not really sure if I can count on them to do the things that I want them to do with Trump. I, you know what? It's kind of a Russian. He might actually go there. He might send out a tweet some yeah. morning saying no more trainees in the military. Now, will it actually follow through with that? But no, that's 150 percent further than a Lindsey Graham would ever go. Things like that. So that's the mental, ma that's the thing that excites me about Trump is that he is malleable. He does listen to me, uh, people like me, yes. people like you, yes. and sometimes he acts on it and that's exciting, but sometimes he listens to and does things that people who don't or th think uh, or look or sound like me, uh, he, he does a lot of things that they do, the Javankas of the world, and that's the f mind numbingly frustrating part. And it's just not being able to pin him down. Not being able to pin him down to me is frustrating. I think to a lot of his base, a lot of his base, it's like uh, it's a heck of a lot better than what we've had from a lot of Republicans in the past. Very well said. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold. Our weekly game where Aaron, with a lot of help from you in the audience, uh, comes up with a series of predictions and 
uh, prophecies and lists uh, and no topic is off limits. Uh, and then Todd, you and I are going to decide once presented with these propositions, will we buy them? Will we sell them? Um, once per episode, you are, however, permitted a hold. But if you use your hold for any reason other than, wow, um, um, that's lame. That's terrible. That's beneath me. Then you will have to write. No, you're going to have to orally explain to the audience live why Lindsey Graham's name on his grinder account is Deep State. No. Let's go. We'll begin with Matt E, or Matt S, I should say, who says, after sifting through primary foes in 2024, DeSantis and Trump will square off just like Trump and Cruz did in 2016, where Trump thinks takes the low road, dodging actual issues and making it personal. I'm going to sell. I'm gonna sell. I, I just think it's way too early to know what the environment of, of these things are. I, I will also say that... I think if I wanted a long form apologetic defense on the issues and my choices were Cruz and DeSantis, I would choose Cruz. But I also think that DeSantis has shown at this stage he is much more comfortable with the pugilistic aspects of today's politicking than Cruz ever has. So um, I don't know it will be that simple to do that to him all right so i'm just gonna sell though i think it's way too early for this calculation either way next andrew jarosh says pfizer and moderna know the effects of their products on hundreds of millions of people will be learned all within a few years but they don't care because they believe everyone signed away their rights to sue and the government and elites will protect them but largely yeah bye yeah i mean they've They've turned Israel into essentially a subsidiary of Pfizer. I mean, I, I saw we had a story at the Blaze today that Israel's now going to add lasers to its line of defense, like the iron, along with the Iron Dome there. And I'm like, well, I mean, cool. Who's protecting the Israelis from Israel, right? I mean, if you're an Israeli at this point, you are a test subject for Pfizer. You know, remember the commercial when we were kids? How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop, right? How many jabs does it take to actually get inoculated against COVID? How many does it take? All right. Well, apparently we're at four now in Israel and we're not there yet. So um, I think that um, they do know this and it goes beyond our own government. So I will buy way beyond our own government, actually. Next, Chris Goebel says we already have term limits. They're called elections. If we the people no longer want to be Jefferson's informed citizenry, then we should or we shouldn't get electoral bailouts. Uh, I'm going to sell. And here's why. The amount of money that pours in to these elections. uh, The number one driving factor is name ID. It's just it's it's not the same as running for office in 1804 when Jefferson won the presidency. It's just, it's just not, I mean, the, the, the amount of money that you can now spend through mass media to buy elections without any sort of a vetting on the issues whatsoever. It, it, there's just, it's, it's just, it's just not the same. It's just not the same whatsoever. So I, I'm going to sell. I also sell. I, I, I love the impulse 
it's the impulse I had for a very, very long time. Agree, because we should have this level of aspiration uh, for our citizenry. But now this is very much along the lines of the conversation that we have about convention of states. Like we don't, I, I don't have the luxury. We should build that citizenry back up to that. But right now we don't have the luxury of relying on that to fix what needs to be fixed. We need people in and out. Uh, this is, I think, another example of how you cannot make your, your belief system a prisoner to the nostalgia that it's it's traditionally um, tethered to or connected with. They did this. It, it took a long, it took many years for them not to see themselves as English subjects and to begin finally to recognize they're, they're never going to treat us like English mm. subjects. They're never going to treat us like proper Englishmen. We are Americans to them. We're colonials to them. And they, it took that they, they didn't want to do this either. That's why the revolution began. And that's why independence was declared in 1776 and not 1746 or 56 or 66. We're doing that with, with statements like this. The, 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 the environment that you want to hearken to does not exist. And it's not, it's not possible barring an act of God in the current structure of how politics is done, elections are held, money is exchanged, and media conducts its business. So we have a choice. We can maintain our attachment to this altruistic nostalgia and just keep getting our asses kicked. Or we can recognize, wow, I should stop getting my ass kicked. Yeah. Okay. This, this is why Netflix and chill worked. It wasn't a stretch. It's what we love to do anyways. It's not like we had to put, I, I got so many things to do. I'm going to go pick up garbage in the, uh, in the park. And then I'm going to go give to charity. No, most people were, are addicted to Netflixing and chilling. And that's why it was so easy to get us on COVID. And it's why it's so easy to take over an entire nation. That's the difference between tradition and nostalgia. All right. Nostalgia f forces us, paralyzes us to use the same processes that were used and applicable in the past, even if they're totally outdated for the circumstances we have now. Tradition is how do we use the modern world in which we live to sustain the tested and proven principles? I'm not interested in maintaining a process that doesn't apply from the early 19th century. Okay, I'm, I'm interested in a process for the early 20th century that sustains the principles that were right in the early 19th century and are still right today. That's the difference. More in a moment. And we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Totters and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email us. You can also uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe Parlor, Gab, and Getter. Look for Steve Dace or Steve Dace Show if it's Getter and Twitter. You can also go to Rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show and look at clips of the show for free that are also free of censorship. So that, that's a good thing. You want to go there. Uh, and then if you are a podcast listener, please, if you have yet to do so, leave us a five-star review. Hit subscribe or follow if you've yet to do that as well. So many of you have. Thank you. 
You're a big part of our podcast uh, growth, and please keep that going. So if you haven't done it yet and are willing to do so, we would uh, say please consider doing it for us today, and thank you. This portion of the show, part two of Buy, Seller Hold, brought to you by Alliance Defending Freedom. You know, parents have a fundamental right to direct the upbringing of their children, but unfortunately, uh, this right is under attack with Satan's youth ministry. Uh, Many government schools have enacted policies that allow uh, minor students to change their name and pronouns at school without parental consent. Some schools have uh, treated students differently based on race. I saw a story again about that this morning where a teacher was proud of the fact she had the, the students line up by race in her class and all the white kids apologized to the non-white students. Uh, our friends over at Alliance Defending Freedom, they are challenging this indoctrination and uh, standing up for parental rights, but they can't do it alone. Presenting, parent, or pre- preserving, I should say, parental rights protects the future of our children, and that's why... Um, it's vital that you consider supporting ADF. Just go to adflegal.org slash Steve. All their clients, they represent pro bono, which means they need to be funded by tax-deductible donations from people like us. When you go to adflegal.org slash Steve, again, ADF for Alliance Defending Freedom, adflegal.org slash Steve. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz will join us. But until then... Let's continue with part two of Buy, Seller, Hold. Uh, we now have a rather oddly specific dude code ruling somebody is asking about. This is from Cold Brew Stew. It's a violation of the dude code for any man to ask another man to buy candy for their kid's school fundraiser. I'm going to sell because I think that the dude code offers, as we've pointed out with uses of the term, what was the term you used the other day? Oh, dispensation? No, on the dude code, the daddy oh, word. Oh, 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 uh, all righty Dispensation, all righty All righty yeah. Okay. Um, no, in all righty or tummy or potty, uh, the dude code holds daddy gestures in extremely high esteem. Okay. So as long as he's not being a douche about it, hey, you're terrible if you don't buy another candy bar for my kid. Okay. As long as he's not being a douche about it, then no. I mean, the, the dude code holds... Um, daddy gestures and high esteem and so it it gives quite a bit on it's considered duding to less dude yourself for your kids you know what i'm saying it's considered duding to less dude yourself if it's for your kids so plus the dude code knows that when women see a dude daddying up it's freaking catnip to chicks the dude code knows that too all right so there's always a, there's always an ulterior motive with the dude coat. So I'm going to I'm going to sell on this. I will buy under certain circumstances. You if there's a rapport, a relationship that this fits naturally into, that's fine. But if there isn't and this guy is just like checking boxes, so no no, I'm not there to keep your household in order. So you're like coming up and talking to me for the first time, can you buy candy? Nope. No, we're not doing that. So there's there's exceptions. I just, you'll have to decide on this, Aaron. I, I just, it's rare for Todd and I to whole cloth disagree, have a disagreement when it comes to the dude code, but I whole cloth disagree here. Unless the dude is being a douche, I, I just disagree. So Todd, just to clarify, you're talking about somebody who you really don't, you're more acquainted with than 
than anything coming up and asking you well, yeah but but would have plenty of opportunity like let's say on that soccer sideline that i'm at a lot there's parents i'm tight with there's parents i'm not for whatever and reason so they've had several opportunities it, yeah. to ingratiate sure. themselves with you if, and if then the, they come up the first time they try to do that they're trying to get their kids fundraiser yeah, that's a hard pass um i'm going to say it's probably a, a violation because regardless regardless part of doing a fundraiser is at least I, I've done that. I was homeschooled and I did fundraisers for uh, the music groups that I was at uh, with my with my public school uh, back back home. Part of this is uh, teaching your kids how to talk to adults and introduce themselves and and say you know what they're doing and what uh, what they're up to with raising the money. So if if you kind of outsource that to mom and dad, to me it kind of defeats the purpose, and you're you're letting your kids get a an easy out. I, 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 I couldn't disagree more. Totally disagree. But okay. Uh, here's another thing. Somebody out there needs to create a Twitter account called Steve Day Show out of context and just quote t- tweets from us out of context. Like it's catnip to chips to chicks. I would love that. That would be hilarious. Uh, nice. Worship leader Caleb says, if only the Lions could find a Super Bowl caliber quarterback like Matthew Stafford, then maybe they could turn that franchise oh, around. Go, moving on. <laughs> Sean Griffith says, Mount Rushmore of sitcom side characters outside the form, uh, four-ish main characters. He has the janitor from Scrubs. Never seen it. you never I, seen Scrubs? I've never seen it. I couldn't, Bye. couldn't comment. Uh, Creed from The Office. I could buy that. Yeah. Uh, Red Foreman, that '70s show. I, oh, dude, he's he made the side, show. I mean, he was a. He's yeah. not a side character. I mean, I guess you could you could because it's technically about the kids, right? No, okay, he's not a side. I mean, he's the, not to us. Based on that, Creed on the Office. I mean, the difference between Creed's place in the Office and Red's place in that '70s show is such a True. chasm. I no, mean, we're not right. even it, measuring. It does. It does sound a little like Dick Vitale picking Duke as his dark horse yes. on, in a bracketology show. Okay, yeah, I, I know. I, that, okay, that right. happened. Right. That did, has happened before, actually. Yeah. Yikes! Yeah, and okay. uh, Newman from Seinfeld. That's more in line of what we're yes. talking about, and I'm yes. I'm totally down yes. with that. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yep. Next, we'll go to Mini Bomber, who says Nefarious will be given a rating of R for the same reason Unplanned was. Only this time, it might backfire on them. I think it backfired then too. Um. It, yes or no. I mean, I love the fact that Unplanned was rated R. I was with one of the producers the the night that they got the MPAA rating because we were that was the weekend that was the week we were down in Dallas to screen the film for Glenn and the uh, Place mm-hmm. Team, and we were at dinner the night before, and that's when the the call came in from the MPAA that they were going to get an R rating, and they were pretty dejected because they assumed and they were right that a certain element of church people would just decide, you know, I just, it's, it's more important for me to hold on to the idea that I've never seen or would never go to an R rated film. Um, then, you know, that's why I've never seen the passion. So that, that, that would hurt them from a business standpoint where on the other hand, I was totally looking at it from a branding standpoint and I'm like, that's the branding you're looking for. I mean, that, that sends a signal that you don't, you didn't, you didn't pull up here. You you landed the plane on this one. Okay. The, the Enola Gay dropped her payload. You just didn't circle around mm-hmm. Tokyo. Okay. Or, or I'm sorry, Hiroshima. So, um, in this film, they're going to have to stretch to do it. There, there will be no graphic 
real-time depiction of, a, of an abortion like there is an unplanned. There's a couple of them, actually, because there's the telemed case, too, right? Where she does it over, she, she does it over and goes home and does it. So there won't be anything like that. There aren't any F-bombs. Um, and we, 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 we discussed whether we should put some of those things in when we were creating the story and the script and then came to the conclusion, let's not give this, let's not give the spirit of the age any false objections. All right. Let's kind of do this in, in, within the confines of accepted decency of the era so that they couldn't figure a way to put an R rating on us to hurt us. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I just don't know how they would justify it. So I'm going to sell. I don't know the s- script, but just from a, a different perspective, I will also uh, sell. I just think, you know, Planned Parenthood and abortion is such an obvious in your face that this movie is purposefully meant to be it's like a lot of yes. other movies that Steve loves in that genre that if you th- I think I don't know how many of those movies are PG-13 versus R the tent that you're trying to mm-hmm. you are purposefully trying to live right. within right that's not that was such a unique movie the uh, I agree pl- unplanned. And, and also unplanned was a frontal assault on a shibboleth yes, of the day exactly okay this is Flank th- movement. Th- this, this, yeah, this is a, this is a subversive. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're we're sending the seals in, and they're pretending to be a bush for a month right. be- to 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 do recon before we send yeah. the we send the armada in. Yeah. Okay, so it's going to be we're, we, this one. Unplanned was meant to be. Yeah, we went there and we own it. This is more intended to be. Are they going to go there? What are they doing? It, mm. It's intended. It's intended to start a conversation that then you can, after taking your unbelieving friends and family members to, you can then take them out to dinner or coffee or ice cream afterwards and close the sale. That's what it's intended to do. It's This one's teeing it up for you. Unplanned was, pardon the right. pun, a kill shot. Okay. Unplanned parenthood. This one is more of a, of a, of a wake up call, I guess is maybe the way and I would describe it. Remember, we're busy stacking the school libraries right now with porn. So, I mean, you might get a G rating out of this movie. <laughs> I hope it's an R rating. By the I way, really do. retired staff sergeant from the United States Marine Corps. His name is TJ. He just emailed me. Thank God for the daddy clause in the dude code. Without it, I'd be in serious trouble. I have five daughters and painted toenails at the moment. So there you go. Yes. <laughs> um... This next one is from Daniel Bruss, who says Mount Rushmore of mountains. Number four, Mount Kilimanjaro. Nope, we're not doing that one. Uh, Chris <laughs> Nelson says in the next six months, Joe Manchin will declare as an independent. Sell. He's got way too much power right now. Where is he at in his what? current six-year term? Help. I, wasn't he just reelected in 2018? I'll have, I think so. I'll, I'll have yep. to look it up. I think so. If but I thought true. he was just reelected. I'll look up Joe Manchin re-election. It, unless election, an election is close. Yeah, his term ends in 2024, so he was just re-elected in 2018. Yeah. Yeah, so it won't. Not within the next six months. I could see it happening before he runs for re-election again if he decides to do it, but not in the next six Was months. there a timetable put on this? Six months. Six okay, months. Then yeah. definitely no. Yeah. He's got way too much power and publicity and authority and everything yeah. right now. No way he's going to let go of that. Nope. So sell. Next is Joe Himes. After the last two years, building seven 
meaning World Trade Center Building 7, is, is now at least on the table for a lot more of us than before. I don't even remember those conversations, man. So I have to sell. I don't. There are some. I will. Is that is that the conspiracy theory? There's some that, conspiracy revol, re, 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 regarding uh, Building Seven and and the World Trade Centers. I, and I I, I, I should say I don't even want to I don't even want to call conspiracy theories conspiracy theories anymore. There are things that I I would be open to entertaining now that I would have never. What's I, the gist I, of this conspiracy? I, I, I don't know. Oh. I don't. I don't know. I I. I I'm not familiar with it, so I have to. I gotta sell. But generally speaking, things that you just completely off offhand regarded as conspiracy theory, nut job, uh, wacko, whatever, you know, three years ago, you're more interested in listening to now. Buy, sell, or hold. Uh, okay, oh, as a general rule, that. buy. But yeah, yeah. regarding nine eleven, though, yeah, I will still sell in general. Next. Chris Chamberlain says the Washington football team was a better name than the Washington Commanders. Actually, I agree. I think it was much more distinct. Um, and the first year, it was something, uh, it was completely um, a conduit for ridicule. By the second year, kind of a dude code thing. You almost admired their willingness to stick with such no, a dumbass moniker, okay? That it almost, it, at times, became somewhat like, I kind of respect the fact that you're willing to suck this bad and on purpose. This, I think, it it sounds like an arena football team. Their uniforms look like an arena football team. They look like the Gophers, the yeah. Minnesota Golden I, Gophers. I, th- I thought they looked kind of more like Arizona State, too. No, that's true. Yeah. But uh, I, I agree. I think they made it worse. What they should have done, well, first of all, they shouldn't have rebranded. But if they were going to, what they should have done is called themselves like the D.C. Defenders. Just completely gone all in on being D.C.'s team Okay, that's unique because we have a state called Washington too. All right, you know, so call yourselves, then go all the way with it. Call yourselves the DC Defenders. Change the color scheme if you want. Make it red, white, and blue. Okay, that's what they should have done. All right, instead, they just took a, they just chose a lame term and kept the same colors and and then they made an iconic uniform crap. So I, I, I just think it's a fail on every level. Yeah, I mean, I the I don't I commanders are fine in and of itself, but they're going to be called the commies now. You, everybody gets that, right? So, but the Washington football team was just heinous as well. I can't. There's no good. These are just two crap sandwiches. But I'll I guess I'll buy Com- commanders by itself. Master and commander was a great title to a great movie. There, that's all I got. Okay. This one is from Tiny Johnny, top 10 female pop 80s acts. Ooh. Number 10, okay. Blondie. It's got to be higher. Well, except yeah. there's there's a lot of her was, was in the 70s, though, too. Uh, so, there's you know, late 70s, she came out of the disco era into the early 80s. So, I can see which of those songs from that song catalog are from 79 and which are from, like, 80, 81, right? But I'm okay I'll with buy. that. I'll yeah. buy. Yeah. Uh, number nine, the Go-Go's. Yeah, they I have to be I'll on buy. the list. I think yeah. I'll buy. Number eight, the Bengals. Yeah, they were big. You know what they the number really one big. song in the country was um, last week in 1987? It's an eternal flame. Walk Like an Egyptian like was an the Egyptian. number one song in the country. Yeah, the, 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 they have to be on the list. Yeah, like the Go-Go's. Yep. Number seven, Sheena Easton. No way she should be higher than the Bengals or or the Go-Go's in my view. And I, don't, I wouldn't put her higher than Blondie either, so sell. I'm fine if you want to put her on the list somewhere. Okay, but... Um, 
my memory, she is, a lot of her height has to do with Prince, right? Doesn't the, there was a duet a with her and Prince towards the end of her career, yeah. but she had a Bond song. She did a song, um, um, come inside my sugar walls. That was the song. And now suddenly a bunch of Gen, Gen Zers, right? And millennials are like, why are you guys dunking on us when you were at the high school dance in 84 dancing to come inside my sugar walls? Okay. And you kind of have a point with that. All right. But yeah, makes WAP look it, a little tamer. It, it, it does make it, it does tame it somewhat. Yes. But she should not be higher than Blondie or the Bengals or the Go-Go. So, so. High, yeah. yeah. Number six, Gloria Estefan. If you look at album sales, she belongs there. But in terms of my own personal taste, she should not be higher than the Bengals, Go-Go's. Oh, she's a outstanding. I just, don't, I just don't think this is her category. But if She's we're not gonna, pop. But if we're going to go with overall, I mean, record sales, she exceeds oh, yeah. everybody we've had so yeah. far. So I'll buy. Yep. Number five, the Pointer Sisters. So I can be, I'm okay with them being on the list. I mean, I'm so excited and I just can't. Yeah, hide I it. thought that was okay. Them. They had yeah, several big songs in the 80s. I'm fine with them being on the list, they're but they're high. too high. They're, they're too, too high. high. So I would sell on that front. You're right. Okay. Number four, Debbie Gibson. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I have to buy her. Was... I can't go home tonight. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my wife was a huge Debbie Gibson fan when growing up. So I have to buy, even though that's also too high. I don't know. My dad, from a girl's perspective, I think we got to take that into account. I think they would say that's, you can't. Yeah, yeah, she has to absolutely be at least that level or higher. Okay. Number three, Pat Benatar. For sure. For sure. On for the sure. list. Just and a, has to be in the top five at the, at the at a minimum, for sure. Yep. Number two, Janet Jackson. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I guess what I think. I think even though several of those songs actually hit in the 90s because that album was out and trended for so long. But, I mean, I think Rhythm Nation is is one of the best pop albums of all time. I mean, like literally every song on that album hits, it lands. Numerous number one songs and different genres. You know, you had the the hip hop uh, sound of, of that time and Miss You Much. You had the hard rock of Black Cat. You had ballads. It, I mean, it, it just crossed so many different genres. I mean, absolutely, I think she belongs on the list. You bet. Number one, Madonna. Of course. I mean, she's probably the artist of that entire decade, regardless of uh, gender identity. Somebody just tweeted to us, Cindy Lauper. Yeah, I was just going to say, glaring absence from the list. Cindy Lauper. Okay, all right. So let's leave the list on there. Yikes. Who goes off? Sheena Easton goes off for Cindy Lauper. Who goes off? Somebody has to go. What Pointer the... Sisters go for Cindy Lauper? I would the... say either Sheena Easton or Pointer Sisters, but I don't think I've heard a Sheena Easton song. So for me, I would take them off. See, I would take Sheena Easton off then and put Cindy Lauper. Okay. And, and what's the lead singer and the band? I can't remember either, but Ooh Heaven is a Place on Earth. Oh, you're thinking oh, Belinda Carlisle. Belinda Carlisle. Yeah, oh, she's the lead wow. singer of the Go-Go's. The Go-Go's. That oh, is the Go-Go's. Right. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. so, yeah, well, right. that's when she went solo, yes, yes. but she was their lead singer. Yes, that was the Go-Go's. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. We got through that list. Interesting list. Uh, Dan T. Covidstan says, how to make soccer more interesting. One, widen the goal to allow for more scoring. Sell. I'm going to sell. I don't I don't want to make it easier. I don't want to make the sport e- that makes it easier. Not yeah, interesting. Do. No. Your blue line makes it I easier. I want to make it more interesting, not yeah. easier. Okay. So, um but that makes it yeah. that makes it easy. 
you didn't start off by, I'm going to so sell this whole proposition. Line. So does the blue line. Because he started off by saying, I want to make it more interesting. And then yeah. his first just, suggestion was something to make it easier. Just for the record. So sell whole cloth. I, just for the record, I'm fine doing it. But you know, you and I are being trolled right now. They just want to see us fight over soccer. <laughs> yeah, I had, number, you know, you're probably right Number two, that. allow fighting and flopping is an instant penalty. Oh, bye on the flopping. Uh, and allow, I'm okay with allowing fighting and banning flopping. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you should be punched yes. for flopping. Yep. That should be one of the yeah, rules. Instant. If you flop, yeah. you are, it's okay for the person you flopped on. Just turn around and just deck it right there. So yes. you're not using your hands in hockey or in, in soccer anyway. So what's the, if you break a knuckle or something, punching some guy out, not a big difference. You can still go out there and play, wrap it up. Conceivably, if Steve and I ruled the world, uh, somebody who flops instantly gets uh, punched. Yes. And then a penalty t- k- t- kick is taken as well. Right? Sure. Uh, and if you miss that penalty kick, you're immediately met with a firing squad. Completely agree. Yeah. I, can, I can talk to me. Okay. Number three, a line for offside. See, we agree on this yeah. more than we yeah. thought. Yeah. <laughs> All it took was the introduction uh, of a about, firing squad. I think we're about not to right here. <laughs> what do he say? Uh, just the line for offsides where the ball must cross before a player. So. I, I really think that this would completely change the American outlook on this game. I do. I. I I think it would. We, you know what? We've yeah. spent enough time on it. Let's yep, move that's, on. Okay. Uh, Dacey, I realize I'm, I was going into the troll. That's I mean, the troll I, right yes, there. Yes, I was doing it. Yes. Daisy and memes for unvaccinated fiends has a meme for us. This is a uh, fan excitement ranking for the following Dace show segments. Oh my! Met with uh, what is it? Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Thank you. Fake news or not? Lowest on the totem totem pole. Interesting, but lowest on the totem pole. Buy seller hold. Hmm. In terms of fan interest, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of the show. I do it, so I don't know. I mean, yeah. wouldn't we like do this for him, and then he would tell us as a fan, like what would be on his? How could I buy or sell his ranking? Let's go through the whole thing, and okay. then three questions. A little bit more interesting. I'm surprised that's ahead of fake news or not. Three questions. I yeah, we don't even get to do it most every single week. But so yeah, I think fake news or not for people might just be asked and answered. Like I just maybe is that it? Yeah, when, when I originally came up with right. this segment, it's because I was just so over the fact most of our peers just did a show every day where they just did a yin a ying to the right. mainstream media yang. Right. But I also and to the point and it became like an excuse for why Republicans could never do anything because the media won't let them. And I'm like, well, how do they win all these elections if the media because the media doesn't want them to win, right? right. I'm not saying the media is not a problem. But the idea that it's impossible to keep your campaign promises because of the media, well, how the hell did you get elected making those promises then? Because the media didn't like it when you made the promises. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I didn't want it, uh, this show to just be another one that just does a response to the mainstream media. But I also thought that we needed to acknowledge, however, the obstacle it is at the exact same time. So I gave it a segment every week to do that. That's that's yeah. why I originally came up with it. A lot more excitement, Dace Group. Yeah, I it's see one a lot of, of I mean, yeah. it's it's one of the most, I can tell you it's one of the most watched or listened to things we do every yeah. week is that round table, round table yeah. And then buy, sell, or hold the most exciting. I mean, I get... I like this one the most because I like things off the cuff Yeah, um, and answering questions and that I don't see coming from different points of view and perspective. So, I mean, I get this is probably my favorite all segment. Week, all week long, so I, I think it's probably probably the best. Yeah, seems overall a buy. As far as findings, a fan I will tell you, goes, though, if we pulled the audience, three questions would be out. I think yep. the other three would be there, and Theology Thursday would be there. Yep, and that's uh, what somebody said as well yeah. in the comments. Yep. Uh, let's see, one more. Uh, Matt S. says, uh, Madden NFL 20, I think you mean... I guess it would be 23 cover. Yeah. Uh, we'll feature Madden himself for the last time. That, buy because they should do that. Yeah. 
I agree. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they should absolutely do that. Yeah. Let's see. Finding some more, finding some more uh, buy, sell, hold submissions this week because we've already gone through them. I remember one of them. I'm sorry. You know who you are. I just remembered this one. I didn't pull it. Um, talking excessively about the dude code is in and of itself a violation of the dude code. Oh, no. No. No, the, the dude code is not Fight Club. Sell. The, the dude code wants to be known, okay? Uh, particularly given the, the state of dudum in dudum in this particular era. No, the, the dude code is not ask, seek, knock. That's the gospel. The dude code is, I think you hear me knocking and I'm coming in. That's the dude code. It, 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 it wants to break the door down, not wait for yeah. you to open it, okay? See, when we had that uh, professor talking about sex with one-year-olds is cool, you know, we need to start, no, everybody look around and say, dude code, everybody, dude code, the problem is we don't. So, no, talk about it more and then act on it harshly, punitively, swiftly. Uh, Darren Ray says there will be a major point shaving or sports betting scandal in the NFL within the next four years. So, sell. Um, I'm a hard sell on this. Are you? Absolutely. I thought our buddy Kyle Lamb now, I know why he did it, because he's a Buckeye, so he's trolling Stephen Ross, who's a Michigan's biggest donor, okay? But that doesn't mean he didn't bring up a good point this morning. Because this whole thing going on now with the lawsuit and the NFL and systemic racism and Brian Flores saying that Stephen Ross, the owner of the of the, of the the Dolphins, offered him $100,000 his first year for every L. They were trying to tank for uh, for for uh, Tua, basically. Or, or it was Tua originally, then it turned out to be Joe Burrow because he ended up mm-hmm. having a better season. Okay, but um, and now you've got Hugh Jackson when he was the coach of the Browns saying, "Well, they asked me to tank for you know take tank for the number one pick when the year that I was there and we drafted Baker Mayfield." So, what's that look like in an era when you're in a sport that is partnering with sports books, and if, if your owner has is part of his portfolio sports wagering? establishment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're if you're paying people, isn't this what we banned Pete Rose for? That he was making bets on the fact that he knew if Norm Charlton could go a third day in a row out of the bullpen or not. Or yeah. Rob Dibble could. And since he couldn't play against us that day because the you know our, our our when we get to the seventh inning, we're screwed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Isn't could you not make the case that if you've got sports owners that are invested in sports betting establishments, and it's your league is your league's partners with DraftKings and FanDuel's of the world, and your owners are out there paying to fix an outcome of a game. You know what I mean? We, there's not too many more dots to connect here. That even if your intent is not to do so for the purposes of a gambling outcome, that ends up in, is the end result. That's why the whole defense of, well, if Rose never bet on the Reds, it was, you know, or bet, mm-hmm. or he bet on his own team, right. it was okay. Because, well, what about the days that he didn't bet That's on him exactly then? You see right. what I'm saying? No, yeah. So this doesn't all the same stuff apply for for this now. So I'm going to buy on this. I, I could see this being an issue. It's just point shaving scandals may look different than what we how we used to define the term, meaning that. It wasn't even a maliciously intentional act, but you 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 and you effectively committed it because you incentivized the throwing of an outcome of a game that was legitimately wagered on. I agree with one hundred percent of what you just said, which is why I don't think if if there is a scandal like this, 
there's too much money at stake. There's two. I mean, this is two different industries we're talking about here. The NFL as yeah. a legitimate entertainment industry and a billion and plus dollar uh, sports wagering industry that could be severely tarnished if this comes to the light of day. So even if we do hear it, it's going to be like, uh, is that really what happened? And there's going to be like three different sides to, to the story. A lot of obf- uh, obfuscation. I don't think we'll ever know the truth, even if there okay. is. Okay, right, that's valid. I can see that too. Okay. Yeah, I'm also selling. There's not. We aren't a serious people about this. We're going to clean. This is largely because of Flores and the race aspect of this. That this is also in this. I don't believe if this is a, a white guy talking about this, it would be going as far. They all want this grift, and they're going to make sure it stays. We'll come back. The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, joins us. And I'm going to ask him to, to connect some dots for us and maybe uh, go some places he's not yet gone. I'll see how far I can push him when we come back. There are about 360 places between the top of your neck and the bottom of your feet called joints uh, in your body. And this is where inflammation loves to seep in, especially as we get older. And here's kind of the ironic part is sometimes, even if we are more active, that inflammation in those joints, that achiness, soreness, stiffness can, 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 can continue to get worse because even as we're getting healthier, our joints don't necessarily get younger, right? So if you are struggling with that, what's called chronic pain, That's because of too much inflammation in the body, and that means you're looking for an all-natural anti-inflammatory that is backed by over 25 years of clinical research in the last couple of years of me using it every single day. So I can personally attest to it. It is called Omega XL, and right now you can buy one bottle and get a second one for free. When you visit Omega, just like it sounds, OmegaXL.com slash Steve. That's OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Or give them a call at 800-844-4888. 800-844-4888. Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you again, my friend. How are you? Well, Steve, now we have some inflammation to introduce at six months old. So we're going to make it younger and younger. You don't have to wait until that age to get your uh, Omega XL. What I, you know what what I love about you, brother, <laughs> it, it, it is when when it's when it's when you're around, I finally don't have to be the Grim Reaper. And and every other scenario, room, situation, relationship, I'm the guy like crap, man. Dace is here. Don't ask him anything. All right. But when you're around, suddenly I'm like, I'm Mister Optimism. So I and I I totally dig that about you. By the way, so I love that. So I want to ask you a question. It's the only question I have planned to ask you in this segment. And I will ask follow-up questions depending on how you answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, listening to your podcast and, and folks, if you do not listen to Daniel's podcast, you have to. All right. If for no other reason, then, you know, I just need to hear him call somebody a dirt bag to get fired up for my day. Okay. So I feel like all right, somebody's a dirt bag. I'm ready to go. All right. But a ton of great information there. And, and a lot of the conversations that because we've got uh, breaks and things of that nature on this show, I'd love to have more of the conversations that you get to get more in detail with a lot with a lot of people that are really important, particularly on the on the covid front right now. 
I want to put the Wonder Woman lasso of truth around you in light of you having directly now interacted with at least a couple of these uh, Pentagon whistleblowers on what's really gone on in their epidemiological database over the last year as compared to the last five years and whether or not that's directly related to side effects from the jab or not, okay? Everything you know, everyone you've talked to, everyone you've seen, I now put the Wonder Woman lasso of truth on you and I ask you this question. Daniel, I want you to tell me without holding anything back, what do you think is happening here and why is it happening? And your answer Steve, would be what? The answer would be the Japanese, of all people, they, they tend to do things pretty thoroughly. And they demanded a document from Pfizer, which was called the Animal Biodistribution Study, to determine where the lipid nanoparticles go. Um, where do they go? They, they transport the spike protein throughout the body. It was supposed to stay in the shoulder muscle. It clearly did not. And uh, Dr. Richard Urso is an oncologist. He describes it like garlic, you know, really fine crushed up garlic powder. You just, you know, if you want to mess up a room or something like my toddler does, you know, just chuck it on the carpet. It will go everywhere in the body. And wherever those that chart, if you saw the spleen, the ovaries, the testes, um, wherever it goes, that's where the data from DMED indicates the problems are. That's the Department of Defense's medical database. That, that's what it's called, right. Epidemiological database that that uh, basically houses all of the diagnoses for every medical code under the sun, uh, has the data by month, by year, and you know it's showing all the neurological, hematological, cardio, reproductive, and then some cancers dramatically increasing sometimes several hundred percent in the case of neurological it's the most it's it's over tenfold and by the way i would just point out that pfizer um they we now have from a foia foia document they had their own surveillance system i want to say december through february 2021 and that was supposed to be turned over to the government in april 2021 we now have the document and they report about 158,000 adverse events. They had to hire more staff to mend their their fort because they were they were getting inundated. And the single largest category were nervous system uh, disorders, nervous system injuries. So that does jive with that very interestingly. But what's even more telling is that it doesn't seem like DOD wants to get to the bottom of it. They know it's not the vaccine, Steve. It's definitely not. But what it is, they're not concerned about, and they don't seem to be concerned about the national security of the health of our active duty military, that for a week they gave no response. No response. It was radio silence. So we were all kind of – we had this nervous unease about us because typically everything I put out like this, it gets fact-checked within 48 hours. And this thing was the biggest nuclear bomb, and there was nothing. Finally, Monday night, PolitiFact does something. And they have the first and I believe only response from the Defense Health Agency uh, out there, like a four-sentence response from this guy Gates, a spokesperson for uh, the the office under DHA that's responsible for DMED. And they, and they suddenly revealed, but not in the press release, not to the Senate Armed Services Committee, as a few-sentence thing without follow-up to a PolitiFact guy – 
that their entire epidemiological system from which our national security relies upon based on the health of our soldiers had a glitch for six years that rendered every single data point for every single ICD code irrelevant. That That's pretty big news, Steve. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're wrong, but if that's what they're asserting, wait, I mean, that's it? There's no follow-up questions? A PolitiFact guy just gets a couple sentences? Oh, yeah, you know, it's... uh. It's like I said, you know, everything in VAERS from 1990 to 2020 was really underreported by, quote, a fraction of what was there. So therefore, the 2021 data is not any higher than it was previously. That that that, that would be the equivalent, except VAERS is kind of like, you know, just a you know surveillance where anyone could put in. This is done to analyze and monitor. You want to make sure your military is not being exposed to things like the Gulf War syndrome. You want to make sure that there aren't certain training exercises that are causing various injuries. I mean, this is something that they have paid people at DHA to monitor consistently, but somehow they missed a, the fact that the entire data was glitched for six for five years and then magically reset on the right baseline for. January 2021, but even then they didn't know about it until Thomas Renz came forward a year later. Let me ask the same question then in a deeper context. Wonder Woman Lasso of Truth comes on. I, I wrap it around you again and I ask, based on this data and what you have already studied and know, what do you th- what what do you think is happening with these jabs and why so the main thing i think that people don't realize that's happening is it screws up your immune system i mean i just did a podcast on that with uh stephanie senef uh, you know 50 probably a half a century in science and biology she works at mit um it, it's the she talked about it, it's all about the immune system the immune system defends against cancer. The immune system, the immune dysregulation is what allows the neurological problems to, to happen. Um, the immune dysregulation is what's going to cause the autoimmune diseases. There's a reason why we never had vaccines for respiratory viruses. The ones we did caused major problems and they were they were abandoned like RSV in, in 1967. They It doesn't lend itself that. It shuts off the the part of the immune system that needs to act and it gives you blood-based antibodies. And what I think is happening, it was the perfect crime because the the strongest point of the vaccines were the weakest point. What do they brag about? It juiced up your antibody levels even better than natural immunity. You know, if you would have talked to me two years ago, I said, oh, wow, you know, what are your titers? That's everything. But the more we come to learn, Antibodies are kind of like fat and calories. I mean, the details matter. It's not like fat and calories are good. Well, what type and what amount, where, what location of the body? And, and it's a similar thing here. Antibodies are very regulated by the body. But when you shut that down and you just infuse all this stuff, it's not just the spike protein. The antibodies themselves cause problems. Um, why did they do this? Because it's like a heroin addiction. The more – look, it's kind of like the bean song. I hate to get gross with your audience here, but you know what I mean. The more you use it, the more They've you They've heard it. far worse, and, I promise you. Go ahead. You know, I'm just saying that's what it is, and it gets you into a vicious cycle. It's literally like a heroin addiction. You kind of need it 
to, you know, for, for that kind of superficial high you get, um, it does work. It, it, it works um, not against transmission. It works against for some people um, for some disorder, some amount of blood-based systemic organ protection for a few months with the original strain, by the way, that doesn't exist. And then it wanes. That waning causes problems. I mean, we're, we're just seeing now that there's more excess death in the states that have the highest vaccination rate quarter four of this year versus quarter four of 2020 before the vax. That, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. There's more COVID death. There's more other death. This doesn't make sense. Um, why are they doing this? At the World Economic Forum, there was uh, maybe two weeks ago, there was a Zoom meeting. Fauci spoke at it, a couple other people. But the CEO of Moderna was there, and he sounded like this like Dr. Frankenstein maniacal nut. Talk about a dirtbag, Steve. This guy said he has 20 more mRNAs in the pipeline, and they're going to have, you guessed it, RSV, flu, and corona as a triple combo mRNA. You could not have possibly conjured up a worse mix of candidates for a vaccine. A vaccine is a potent thing. It messes with your immune system. Okay, it's got to be perfect. It can't be half-baked. Um, I don't know, but I'm just telling you, Steve, th there's more to this than we know. This has been going on for much longer than we think, and this is not headed to a good place. So to close up, our main point here is that even though most people do believe we're kind of closing in on Germany, so to speak, with Russia coming in from one side, the allies the other side, number one, they get the most desperate and vicious uh, at the end. And number two, it's not over. It's not over. Mitch McConnell said today, you know, we need to end all this because we have the vaccines. So in other words, he doesn't have a problem with any of this. The scientific problems, the moral problems, the legal problems is, yeah, we have great vaccines. So, so, you know, it's <laughs> time to move on, but that's not being done with it. They have many more things in the pipeline and this will continue to be the greatest issue of our life. It's truly amazeballs that after going 0 for 9 as a company with bringing a, with bringing a product to market, uh, Moderna suddenly figured out how they can now have 20 uh, products in the pipeline ready to go to market. I mean, really, uh, they, clearly they've done a much better job of uh, identifying management and uh, key uh, scientific development personnel there at that company. So mad props to them. Good to see you again as always, Daniel. Thank you. Till next week. Take care. In indeed. Dirt bags everywhere can now relax. It's another week until we bring Daniel back. You know, if you are struggling and sensitive right now with your hair loss, uh, you don't have to be. Our friends over at Keeps, they've got you covered. They offer the same doctor-recommended, clinically proven, research-backed treatments that you can get anywhere else uh, that help to stop hair loss and improve your hair growth. But they help you select the right products with a doctor over telehealth and treatments for your specific condition and goals. All of it delivered straight to your door, so it's all done quietly, privately for you, and conveniently as well. And with those generic versions, you get about half off uh, what it would cost to do this uh, elsewhere. Uh, how about then another half off to get you started on your very first order? Half off your very first order to get you started today when you go to keeps.com slash grow, K-E-E-P-S, K-E-E-P-S, for keeps.com slash grow. Again, keeps.com slash grow. Reactions to the conversation we just had with Daniel and do you guys, you guys join me in really being impressed with 
um, the increased uh, methods, practices, and personnel hirings at Moderna, that after going 0 for 9 and bringing, bringing products to market, they suddenly now are able to bring a successful vaccine for a virus that had apparently, allegedly, the world had never seen and randomly occurred in nature. And they've got 20 more uh, on the, uh, in, in the hopper, too. I mean, clearly, this is a company that's on the upswing. Your thoughts? Well, if sick care is ultimately your bottom line, yeah. I mean, own it. You Attacking the immune system, that, that you, they couldn't have hoped for better on this. I mean, it, uh, a failure to them would have been just not taking care of uh, coronavirus. But being able to uh, attack the immune system uh, and have this long COVID thing blamed on the virus itself and not on the vaccine... I mean, this is, they win on both ends. They, they, they're going to be uh, acknowledged as, as heroes for somehow taking care of this thing and uh, secretly uh, sustaining the thing so that all of us have to go and get God knows what we're going to have to get in the future just to survive in our bubble. Can I, uh, can I pose this to you? And I want an earnest answer. Who is more foolish the person who keeps telling themselves and even told themselves once that getting vaccinated would get us all out of this mess, not, not understanding that they were subjecting themselves to an ongoing experiment. Who is more foolish, that person or the person who didn't put their entire life savings in Pfizer and Moderna <laughs> stock right when this pandemic got going? Who's, who's, who's more foolish? Yes. Hail Hydra. Yes. I mean, I, I keep thinking it can't be the only impulse because this is ultimately a spiritual thing. But the but the money here is just it's it's mind boggling mm-hmm. how the lengths that these companies will go to just for a little bit more cheddar cheese. The power and control is even more. Yeah. It, it's it, it, it's even more than the money. All right, uh, we're going to stick around after the show here, which ends in about 30 seconds. We're going to stick around and do overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. We're going to tape this for you, and then we'll upload it at blazetv.com slash dace. Uh, the wonders of the great place known as Bulgaria. You don't want to miss it. Until tomorrow, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.